welcome to Magic in the Madness. I'm your host, Andrea Sarmiento, and I hope you are all doing well. I feel like this past week for me has been very up and down, and part of it may be because I just got my period, and so the emotions have been rampant. And I literally cried maybe three separate times yesterday because I missed my boyfriend, who is currently in Colorado right now visiting friends, and he's gone for maybe like four to five days, which isn't a lot, but it it feels like a long time to me, and I simply know I cannot complain because there are girlies out there with their long-distance relationships, and I see you, and I feel you, and I recognize you, but I did, however, get to see friends on Saturday, and I had a really good time being goofy and drunk and celebrating St. Patrick's Day by wearing green, by drinking beer, and we were also provided festive socks, and there were also cats at the function. So it was a good time, you know, apart from the massive hangover that I had the next day, but if being hungover only happens once in a blue moon for me, then I'm okay. I will take the whole next day to recover and use that time as needed to just do nothing. But today, as you can tell by the title, I wanted to talk about the different eras that I'm in right now in my life, being 25 and just trying to figure it out like we all are. So we have my gym girl era, my book girl era, my finance girl era, among others that maybe aren't as new to me right now. Those are ones that are are pretty new in my life right now as of, you know, last year. I would say. And so I do want to dive into each of these and explain a bit more on how I got started, where I'm at now, and maybe even goals for the future. And so this gym girl era thing has been ongoing for almost five months now. I started this past November. And so the consistency levels have definitely ebbed and flowed, which is normal. And although it can be frustrating in the moment to not be where you want to be or to not hit the gym the the number of days you find ideal, I remind myself or I, I keep trying to remind myself that I'm at least still going, I'm still here, and I'm still working towards progress, even if I tell myself to go to the gym three days a week, but then I actually end up going twice on a given week. Or if it was like this past week, I slipped and I only went once. And I haven't done that this whole five months. I either have gone twice or three times. And this is the first time I've only have gone once. And and it's tough whether you decide to wake up early and go to the gym or decide to go after a long day at work. I personally walk to the gym, which is about like a 15 to like 18 minute walk, you know, just being in the city. And sometimes just thinking about that walk to the gym sounds so dreadful. And so why did I even do it in the first place? Why did I want to start going to the gym and have this be an area of focus for me? Well, honestly, I've always wanted to be a gym girly. Being on Instagram, I would see a lot of these body transformation videos or these girls posting different workouts that target specific muscles. And I was really inspired by it. I was like, oh, I can do that. That looks easy. And maybe I was also slightly comparing myself to these gym girls shouldn't, you know, that's bad. Obviously, yes, I understand. And I understand too that these girls have been working out 
years, years prior to me even thinking of wanting to start. And so there is that line there of my body won't look like that in the first day that I go to the gym. And it may not look like that ever because we have different body types. That's fine. But I, I think I felt inspired by the dedication and the fact that I have always wanted to be toned. I've always wanted to try lifting weights. But there's also the intimidation that usually comes with going to the gym and all you see is an ocean of dudes and muscle tanks. And that really never appealed to me. And I don't think that appeals to a lot of women who want to try lifting weights, but they don't want to feel embarrassed and like insecure and not know what they're doing because that's exactly what happens. You don't know what you're doing. And for me, I go to my local Planet Fitness. It's only $10 a month and you simply cannot find a better deal. And I'm not one who needs all the bells and whistles that more pricier gyms have. You know, as long as there's a treadmill, weights, I'm pretty much all set to go. That's everything I need. And I know there are gyms with a movie theater, except instead of chairs, they have cardio machines. Or some gyms might have a pool or a sauna. Like, that sounds nice, that sounds fancy, and a fun time. But what is the ultimate goal here? To be fit, right? Unless, like, you know, you just want the perks of everything. I don't know. Whatever your goal is, I feel like the ultimate goal for getting a gym membership is to be fit and to be active. And I personally am not trying to spend more time at the gym than needed. Like, I want to get in, get my workout in, get out, go home. But, you know, to each their own. And as for what I can foresee this era transforming itself into in the future, is that I hope to remain consistent as possible. But even if I have another slip up again, I know that I can just reset, restart, instead of completely throwing in the towel. And that's definitely something I'm working on, is that not everything is always life or death. If I don't go to the gym three times a week, then I screwed up. No. We are given another day to make things different, to create change or to just progress the smallest amount towards whatever our goals are. It's not even that some people like myself put all this pressure on themselves to get a good job or or make lots of money or even get into a good college, but sometimes I find that it trickles down into other everyday things that I just want for myself, like becoming a gym girly. And I think that's what makes it not fun sometimes and maybe even dreadful is doing it out of pressure instead of because you know it will make you feel good when you're done. But yeah, I think there's a lot to learn with being in this new gym girl era because when it comes to body image, that's a whole other beast that we can talk about in a separate episode. But another era in life that I recently got into was being in my book girl era, which started in the beginning of 2022. And one of my New Year's resolutions was actually to read three books that year. And I ended up reading 12. So yay me. So that's one book each month. And for this year, I'm also on track to complete one book a month, which is, again, really good for me considering how before 2022, I did not read a full book front to back since who knows when. 
And sure, maybe we have been assigned books in high school to read, but if there's a crunch time to it to get it done and you simply cannot get it done because you have all these other things to do for different classes, you know, Sparknotes is your best friend at that point and there was just no other way around it. And I'm also not the fastest reader, so I had to use other resources when needed and that's on that. But now as an adult out of school with free time that isn't going to studying, I wanted an activity to do that isn't screen facing. You know, I stare at a screen all the time for work, for, you know, social media platform stuff. And I love the feeling of reading from a physical book rather than a Kindle or something similar. There's just something about it. And if you know, you know. But I would say reading as an activity, it can be something that you do with someone else and that's still fun. Whether that's through a book club and then you have other people to discuss the story with. Or even if it's just one other person sitting in complete silence enjoying quality time together while reading your separate books. That sounds fun as well. Like my boyfriend and I, we do that all the time. We just sit in silence and read our books either like before bed or reading in bed or hanging out to read on the couch or the roof or even going outside. If it's nice out, we may put up our hammocks and just read in nature and just be silent and just have each other there. And it sounds super wholesome and simple. And I think that's why I love it so much is because it's exactly that. So definitely recommend trying that out. But the other person is definitely not required. And just a tip I would say to finding a book you would like if that is something that you want to get into but you're struggling a little bit getting into reading uh, is to go to an actual bookstore location. Pick up a book that piques your interest. Start reading some of the pages in it. Maybe even a couple random pages in the middle of the book just to see if it still seems interesting to you. And just ask yourself if you like the style that it's written in. And sometimes for me, I don't like books with small font. And I know that sounds really weird, but I just find it a bit distracting when the words are just very close together. But granted, I also need glasses too. So that's a little, that's a little different. Not trying to judge a book here by the size of its font. (laughs) I would say the great thing about reading too is that It's like a movie going on in your head. And every time you pick up a book and read a new story, it's always something new. And you meet new characters in it. You fall in love with new characters all the time. And I would also go as far as to say that it feels more productive than watching TV or scrolling through TikTok. And this is especially for when it comes down to getting ready for bed. You know, it gets your eyes away from the Blu-ray and just sets you up really nicely to have a restful sleep, which isn't that what we all want. So if you're not in your book girl era and you want to be, I would say to first find a book that you can get excited about and then just start. Read on the couch, read in the park, and just see how you feel. And passing my one-year mark on reading for fun, I find it therapeutic in a way because when you're involved in a book you aren't trying to check your phone constantly 
And I feel like it even helps with being more present as well in the day-to-day and just being comfortable with sitting in silence and being with yourself instead of feeling overwhelmed by all of these other distractions that we are always looking at when we're on our phone or even thinking about all these random thoughts going rampant in your head. Like you don't think about that when you're concentrated on a book. And as for me, this is something I do want to continue down the road. And there's just something so magical about books and being able to read casually and for fun and all the stories that you encounter and all the stories that still may be untold to this day. And isn't that just fascinating? (laughs) And something that I started getting into a bit more this year also kind of as a New Year's resolution is finance. And so in 2023, this is the year of being in my finance girl era and taking that seriously. As of right now, I'm actually the richest I've ever been, which to some people still isn't a lot. But for me, it feels like a huge accomplishment to be able to, you know, fully afford my own things. Whereas two years ago, I was still asking my mom for help covering some expenses or even paying a portion of my rent if I wasn't able to swing it. And the pandemic definitely did not help my financial situation. And at some point, eviction even seemed like it was in the cards for me. But especially dealing with money, for a lot of people, it can be scary and even really emotional. Like if you have any trauma surrounding money, it can feel so hard to even take that first step in changing your outcome. And for me, a lot of the times there was a lot of guilt and anxiety around money that would come up. Sometimes it would make me cry or I would feel overwhelmed immediately just thinking about it. And so how did I overcome it? I just decided that this is going to be the year where I get my finances in order and I don't let it control me. And when you can recognize that money is controlling you, if it is, and you you know that that's a problem worth dealing with in order to have a financially free future, there's a point where you do something about it because you just can't take it anymore. And I want to be responsible with money. I want to learn how to invest and to set myself up for this great future. And some of my first steps were following a few finance people on Instagram. Uh, one of my favorites being Femme Financial Coaching, aka her name's Haley. And a lot of these people often host a free webinar on finances and investing for beginners. And a lot of the ones that I follow, um, their target audience is women. So I find that their explanations are very easy to understand. And Haley, who runs Femme Financial Coaching, is very active on her DMs. So if you have any questions, she's been very helpful to me these past few months just DMing her random questions and she answers right away. So that's been great. And since taking multiple free webinars on finances and investing, I've since started up a savings that I didn't have before, put that in a high-yield savings account, I've been continuing to pay down debt that I have. I have debt with private student loan debts and also some credit card debt. And I have made sure that my investments through my 401k that's offered by my employer 
has a target date fund set and that I'm investing in index funds through that. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, I do encourage you to maybe try what I did and start off with just following some financial influencers, finance influencers, I don't even know what they're called, and just get familiar with some lingo. And a lot of these creators also have really good educational reels, content, videos, whatever, on their pages just to scroll through, which is just helpful in itself because you don't need to ask any questions. You can just, on a very basic level, watch a reel, watch a TikTok. And I'm sure people have questions in the comments that you can refer to as well. But I would say that another thing that helped me through my finance girl era is also being in my manifestation girl era. And I feel like I really got into manifestation and being more spiritual back in 2020 after reading a book that a friend got me for my birthday called Ask and It Is Given by Esther Hicks. And this book is also the one that got me back into reading. Like I read a little bit, stopped, got back into the book, and then, you know, my book girl era started. But how did manifestation help me feel more comfortable with finances? And without going down another rabbit hole, because I feel like I've talked a lot here, I'm obsessed with this influencer, Catherine Zankina, who is this manifestation influencer, aka manifestation babe. And it's more than just the law of attraction and to have positive vibes. When it comes down to it, Catherine is... Catherine speaks on a very scientific level. You know, she talks about how the brain works, how the subconscious works, and all of it is just so insane. She recently started to get certified uh, and practice another modality called RRT, which stands for Rapid Resolution Therapy and was founded by Dr. John Connolly. And I recently purchased a masterclass from her called Melt Your Money Blocks Away. And when I say that I simply have never experienced anything so crazy, and dare I say rapid, (laughs) I would seriously love to purchase all of her content because that's how strongly I feel about it. But how this masterclass worked is that you would think of a specific moment when you felt either shame, guilt, anxiety, fear, anger relating to money, like a specific moment And you feel that feeling, how you felt for just three seconds. Forget about it. And then you would follow along to all the random sounding things that she would say to the subconscious. And when she's done, she asks you how you feel. And when you try to think back to that feeling, how you felt moments ago, you feel nothing. It's crazy. Like that nothing is peace. And it's not whatever strong emotion you were feeling 10 minutes prior. And that to me is mind-blowing. So before we get more woo-woo, I do want to end the podcast here. I seriously could keep going on about the different eras that I'm in, but I wanted to highlight these three. So being in my book girl era, my gym girl era, and my finance girl era, because these are the most recent in my life right now that I'm still navigating through. And, and it's just so crazy to think that a few years back, I am a version of myself that I wanted to be. So, you know, 
I wanted to be someone who reads for fun. I wanted to be someone who consistently goes to the gym. I wanted to be someone who is getting their finances together to build a strong foundation for herself and her future. Like, that's crazy. And I know there's another next level version of me, of Andrea, out there in the future that I'm currently working towards. I hope you were all able to take something away from this episode, even if it's just encouragement. If you've always wanted to be a gym girl too, what's stopping you? Is it the intimidation? Is it the embarrassment? We all have to start somewhere. But anyway, thank you all so much for listening. Do not forget to follow the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts for notifications when a new episode drops. And also on Instagram at Magic Madness Podcast. And I will catch you all next week. Goodbye. Mm-hmm.